Dan and Corey here, welcoming you into Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. Oh, welcome in to another rousing rendition of Libservative, the show of intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy. The man next to me on the screen, as always, is Corey Walsh. Hey, and he's Dan Griffin. And for Bell the Buck. For Bell the Body Snatcher, he's here with us today as well, doing the uh, doing the Google Fest and uh, helping us out as he always does. On very, the Google, well, uh, we have a ton to go. Th- did anything happen this week, Corey? It was this. This is going to be a light show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, like there's a couple of things we got in the works that we want to talk about. That a little bit more substance, a little bit more meat. Uh, I was I was joking. This is. Uh, this is definitely not a uh, a light news week, if you will. Uh, the news is in the news. And what do you do when the news is in the news? Who does the news? Us. We do the news. We do. The news, we do I it. Guess. I guess. Uh, so we're definitely going to talk about the uh, the Tucker situation at Fox, along with Don Lemon. Uh, the Don Lemon firing at CNN that nobody cares about, which is absolutely hilarious. Uh, Elon launch, launches Twitter Blue. Uh, NBC Universal having some improprieties take place. Uh, <laughs> uh, we also have a a, a, a killer cop getting uh, rehired. I don't even know if I put that in the banners. I might have forgotten about that one, but that's okay. Uh, and we have uh, a primary season firing up. Joe Biden announcing that he will uh, run for re-election. He's got one interesting to me campaign or a primary challenger that the mainstream media all of social media and pretty much everybody from rachel maddow to robert reich are going to disparage as a uh as an anti-vaxxer if that gives you a little bit of a hint on who we're talking about uh we got some we're gonna we're gonna update we're gonna have a little fun updating you on the uh bud light mess uh autocrats trying to throw matt taibbi in prison for essentially using a few of the wrong words in the wrong places. And uh, apparently now, Corey, everybody is a has gone to now being an expert on uh, rocketry. So that's going to be a fun conversation as we move along. Before we get into any of that, Corey, tell the people where they can find us. Let's start a podcast is found on all social media podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at Libservative Pod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Before we get into the meat of that the show, that goes for you too, Arm of My Opinions. He's apparently mm. subscribed. Mm. Must have. We're on his radar. Yes, he he's th- we're, we're three minutes in and he goes. <laughs> <laughs> you watch this? I aren't, love. Aren't, I'm just as surprised as you are. 
when you fancy yourself an intellectual idiot, you're happy to have any anybody who decides to join. We love it. We love the. Uh, <laughs> I love his jokes. <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> Corey. Uh, before we get into the meat of this episode, uh, what have you been consuming in the cultural sphere? Well, so I finished up. Uh, Welcome to Wrexham. and then uh, great. Spoiler alert. You know we have, we're a whole year later in the show, so we know we make it to the we know they make it to the National League Premier. Fuck, which one is it? I don't know. <laughs> they're in one of the ones, and they went into the other one. Oh, they're, uh, so they were in the nat. They're in the National League. I'll set it up very, very, uh, very uh, swiftly. So the uh, English Football League has the Premier League. They then have the Championship, and then they have two tiers below the Championship, and then below that is the National League, which is like the minors, and you can move up from the National League and move all your way up. The National League is where Wrexham was. They've now moved into t- into the bottom tier of uh, the English Football League. So that's that's exciting news for Rob McElhaney and uh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and, of course, the Wrexham community, because that's what this yeah. is all about. They're bloody Welsh. The bloody Welsh. Like the, like the kicker from the replacements with Keanu Reeves. My... Uh... My brother's actually in Ireland right now, flying all or riding all over in trains, and he's in Belfast and Galloway and Dublin. He keeps sending me snaps, and it's actually making me a wee bit jealous. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah, but that, that was actually English British. Accent. That wasn't Irish. Yeah, that was that wasn't good. Sorry, that wasn't good. <laughs> I've always thought about practicing my Irish accent. Well, yeah. if 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 he wasn't already married, Carrie, he might fall in love with a Galloway girl. Like Steve Earl. <laughs> um, and then I'm watching, uh, I just started the show, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Oh, yeah, upon, upon my uh, recommendation. So you made the recommendation, but I'm going to give a, a shout out to Old Sport, my boy Jay, because he also made the recommendation. And now it's like, all right, cool, you know, because I can give two shits what Dan says. But Jay, <laughs> I solemnly hold your opinion to heart. So I will watch it. No, I'm kidding. But he he uh, mentioned it. We were playing video games, and I was like, you know, you're the second person to mention that to me. So I guess I'll have to yeah. give it a watch. If you like neurotic Jewish comedy, it's good. Yeah, so far, so good. It is very neurotic, <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. It's like you know that, that that's that humor right up my alley of like Seinfeld and Curb and. I, for one, Corey, have taken in the new Netflix series, The Diplomat, starring Carrie Russell. I guess it's uh, going to be it, on my docket. It's one of those. Th- it, was, it was one of those shows that like showed up on my like for you list like early on when it first when it first kind of hit Netflix. I was like, eh, you know, I'll get to this. I'll get to this. I'm two episodes deep, and I got to tell you, I enjoy it. Uh, it is it is uh, the showrunner is Deborah Khan. Uh, who's also responsible for portions of The West Wing and Homeland. Uh, so if you like those shows, you, you'll you probably like this one as well. Uh, and I got to tell you, the first two episodes, I, I absolutely love. I love it so far because The Diplomat is a show that is very, very political, but political in a way, at least so far, that intellectual idiots like you and I will enjoy, right? It's not like gratuitously left or gratuitously right. What it, uh, it wouldn't oh, be on it's, Netflix. It's like that, it uh, that up and coming show, uh, Libservative. Yeah, that's right. No I one mean, watches. We're also, we're also, 
We're also not on Netflix, and uh, you, you, you're you not going to be on Netflix if you're gratuitously to the right, that's for sure. One day, Dan, one day. But it clearly, in the very first episode, this show is absolutely taking digs at Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. So, because it, it, it sets up the show by talking about how, well, we... we we got to figure out what's coming next because we have an elderly president and an and, and a uh, and a, uh, a a vice president who's a fucking idiot. And so it's like, mm, gee, I wonder what administration they're talking about. <laughs> so I I really dug that. There's there's also clear shots at uh, modern American imperialism, uh, you know, in the in the in the modern day. But there's also some weird excuse making for modern day American imperialism, which is uh, a, a little bit of a contradiction, but I mean, I guess I can get past it. So it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if, uh, uh, you know, if, if we don't act on this, who will, you know, kind of that, that whole American, if we don't do something, who's going to do it kind of deal. But, uh, good so far. I I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of it through, through two episodes. Carrie Russell's fantastic. I've always found her strangely attractive, which is, uh, something I've gotten shit for, from my buddies for a while. <laughs> <laughs> What you drinking over there, boy? Uh, just a gin and tonic and a B forty three. I'm not going. I'm not going crazy tonight, Corey. What do you got? I'm watching. Uh, I'm drinking uh, an Austin Brothers raspberry vanilla porter. Uh, it's the first time I've had it. It's not bad. It's actually really damn good. But you know, I'm a huge fan of porters, so just can't get enough of them. Mm, yeah, I would be f- fight off. The I shakes. would. I would be full after three sips from that can. Just full and bloated because I'm getting old. Well, I don't know what to tell you, bud. Can't drink, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Can't drink beer like I used to. Uh, <laughs> you need, he sounds like you need a light beer. It, <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Uh, oh, that's the other thing I should say. I was, I've been consuming in the cultural sphere. I did go to the Ford Field event. On Saturday, the Luke Combs concert. What's up, Bright Nice? Yeah, and I'm gonna switch to Coca Cola from Pepsi. Who Ford Field? Yeah, that's news that nobody needed. Uh, (laughs) I went. You know, I uh, well, I'm going to Ford Field now. Now that uh, now that they've switched over to Coca Cola, Uh, I have to tell you, I was watching from a cultural perspective because it's my fiance that really loves Luke Combs. I think he's okay. It was a good show. I I I had a good time. I enjoyed myself. Uh, But I was I was watching for every every time you go to a stadium show that's like a country concert, you you have to look at the redneck element involved. So when you're talking about you know fifty two thousand people in one place most of them wearing cowboy boots and uh, cheap cowboy hats. It's it, it is it is a great people watching experience. And it was for me. I was I was actually looking around the stadium as the show was going on from early to late for the amount of Bud Light cans that I actually saw in the crowd. Was there a lot? <laughs> it, 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 there was there was more than I expected given the circumstances, but way less than I would have expected had the Bud Light thing not gone down. You know what I mean? You figure everybody would drink Bud Light if the whole Dylan Mulvaney never thing never happened. You'd probably see mostly Bud Lights throughout the stadium. Uh, but I only saw a handful and I did I did I did see at least two gentlemen make the comment to the beer vendors who you know that you got the beer vendors around the stadium that are holding up the beer cans going beer here. Right. So the, the the he had a he had a Bud Light and he had a Coors Light in in his in one hand and one in the other 
And I saw at least three guys in the matter of four minutes as I'm waiting for my fiance to come out of the bathroom. We don't drink Bud Light anymore. <laughs> That's it. It was them putting that transsexual woman on the can, not the Anheuser-Busch well, guy know, beating this shit out of a fifth grader. You know, that the headliner on this tour, uh, one of the headliners, uh, Riley Green, has a song where he actually mentions Bud Light in his song. The song has the words Bud Light in it. And he had to make it a point during the song to change from Bud Light to Bush Light. And here, there's a couple reasons why that's stupid. The first is it's the same company. <laughs> Bruce Anheuser Bush is Bruce Bud Light, so that makes you it makes you a fucking idiot. But then also, and then everybody cheered. Every, everybody cheered because they knew because they know the lyrics, right? You go to see these guys, you know, you know all their all their hits, right? And so, right. like, here's here, here comes the point. Here comes the part of the song where he mentions Bud Light, and then he says "Cold Bush Light," and, and everybody goes because he didn't say Bud Light. But it's the How same fucking company. Waiting for like, oh my god, you gonna say it? Like, what do you think, man? I don't know. I I, I have no idea. But I I list. I was listening to the crowd, and I went, "You guys are all fucking morons." Do you not realize it's the same <laughs> fucking company? That Bruce Bush light that Bruce Bud Light. You should have done that. You should have yelled out. Um, actually, <laughs> um, actually, uh, Bush is also owned by Anheuser, but he also, uh, he also did in like because like the second and third time he said the chorus, he sang the chorus. He still sang Bud Light, so I don't really know what the whole point of that was. He's like, very, I just know the weird. words to my own song. Very, yeah, very interesting, very interesting cultural experience. But I'm glad my fiance had a good time watching her favorite artist. So well, that's it was all a, that matters. A good Saturday. He's good. He's honestly, he's he's uh, Luke Holmes is good. I he's not because uh, I know how you feel about country music. He's I don't think he would be your favorite artist, Corey, but I think you would find him respectable uh, if you if you uh, listen to his more deep tracks. No he, did a, he he did a great no no, and he did a great rendition of Fast Car, which he mentioned in the show was his uh, uh, when he was a little kid. That was one of the first songs he fell in love with. So I had a I had a great deal of respect for that uh, his rendition of that song. So I'm uh, I'm a little bit more of I'm a little bit more of a Luke Combs fan this week than maybe I was last week. But okay, okay, good to hear. Uh, well, shall we get into it here. now that we're 14 minutes deep? Let's get at her, uh, <laughs> pitter patter. That's what that's what everyone needs in America right now is a puppers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so funny because like if you drink Labatt, like aren't you aren't you uh, Aren't you uh, uh, supporting the uh, uh, communist dictatorship of Canada now if you drink any sort of Canadian beer? That Michael Trudeau, Justin Trudeau. Can I pour you a nice, <laughs> I pour you a nice tall frosty Molson? <laughs> anyway, uh, if you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard, uh, Tucker Carlson out at Fox News, Don Lemon out at CNN. And what do uh, now? Yeah, what do we do now, Corey? What I'm gonna do say now. It. I'm gonna say it properly. Uh, what do we do now? Because uh, I think the dynamic that I found it, it, this is not the dynamic that matters, but the one I found the most entertaining was the fact that every outlet, either liberal or conservative, all they're talking about is Tucker, and nobody's talking about Don Lemon being fired at CNN. Nobody cares. <laughs> that Nobody reminds cares. me that you say that because I want to read off. Uh, what uh spike cohen said 
in his first hot take of both Don Lemon, Lib- Don Liberta- Lemon. And why do I always funny? fucking call him Don Lemon? I don't because know why I do joke. that. It doesn't even joke. matter because he's gone. So I can call him whatever the fuck you want. I can say I before, can call him. Before you mention, before you mention what Spike Cohen had to say, I would like to make a correction because Spike Cohen is Jewish. I've been calling him Libertarian Jesus. He's really more of Libertarian Moses. So let's roll. Well, Jesus is that offensive? Jewish. Is what I just said offensive? Did I just make an anti-Semitic comment and not realize it? No, Jesus was Jewish. <laughs> whatever, Libertarian Moses. So he rec- I don't think he would. I don't think he'd be offended by that. For Tucker Carlson. He has been an outspoken voice against the war machine in the surveillance state to an audience who rarely heard that elsewhere. There's a lot we disagree on, but I respect the contribution he's made. Wherever he goes next, I'm sure he'll bring a huge audience. Don Lemon. And that's the end. That's the end of the post. <laughs> that's the end of the post. <laughs> See, it, it's so interesting to me because because I have I have my issues with Tucker. I I you know. But I've also given him credit live on this show multiple times recently about him being kind of the most real of all of the uh, the, the cable news hosts. And like I said, it's a low bar. You couldn't slide a credit card under it. Right. Um, I, I still think Tucker's mostly bad. But Don Lemon is somebody that like what has been made clear by what has come out since his firing. Nobody fucking likes him. His The guests don't want to go on the show with him. His co-hosts can't fucking stand him. Uh, and, and the people that he works with can't stand him. And he's made it very, very clear that, yes, as a homosexual, you can still be a remarkable misogynist. And he's done it live on the air more than a couple of times. He is he is insufferable as a person. And I think unless he goes to like News Nation or whatever and like joins Chris Cuomo as his lackey or sidekick, which I mean, I wouldn't pass. I wouldn't put it past either of those guys. He's gone. And that's why nobody's talking about it, because you can't even make the argument that CNN firing Don Lemon is somehow racist or uh, homophobic, which is something that you might have seen if Don Lemon were in some way likable. Right. But nobody likes him. His viewers don't even like him. So uh, that's why that that to me is why Don Lemon is is hardly being mentioned. Like he was, he was second rate news even when he was fired from from CNN. He, he, he lost already got tu- he lost to Tucker one more time, Corey. <laughs> he lost the primetime slag. I moved up to the morning show, made a gaff about Nikki Haley, and then they're like, "Dude, you got to fucking go." <laughs> I mean, dude, he made it. There's, I mean, there's stories coming out about him making his co-hosts cry because he just dominated the whole, the whole, the whole segment. Like he's just he had. He had, I didn't. I never watched a minute of that show, but I have seen clips, uh, and it's just, it's just, he's, he's just the worst. He's absolutely the worst. So now that we've got Don Lemon out of the way, unless you have something else you want to say about Don Lemon, Corey, let's talk about Tucker a little bit. Don Lemon. <laughs> Fair enough. I got. <laughs> As, um, as, as for Tucker, as, he's going to land on his feet. You know he is. And so I'm curious to see where he goes because he can go one of two ways. He could go the route of having like the shackles of the establishment media and having to try to follow a narrative based on a conservative's news outlet. Oh, and he could be this more person like that's a little bit more like 
free to explore different realms of different things to talk about and actually become like a decent journalist and decent mm-hmm. uh, personality. Or he could get wrapped into the fold of like the Dan Bongiorno's at the uh, Bongiorno. Yeah, Bongiorno, Dan... Bongiorno, Bongiorno, Bongino, Bongino. Okay. Who also, by the way, just recently left Fox News. Yep. But uh, yeah, he could be wrapped into that and become a grifter, like people at the Daily Wire, you know, and or uh, different outlets like that. AON, you know, Newsmax. But. So oh, I guess uh, the only time will tell is what exactly he's going to do. Cause you know, he's not done. He's going to be saying more shit. And uh, I'm just curious to see if he's going to lean into grifting, double down on trying to build a base to make a quick buck or stay true to a sort of uh, actual person who, who loves this country and is just bringing you facts, news and opinion and analysis. Yeah, and so <clears throat> Tucker is the guy that would have a fucking leftist on his show because he has some some agreement with something that that leftist has to say. We know this because he's had Jimmy Tor on his show multiple times. He's even had Tulsi the- on Tulsi before and after she was doing a little bit of grifting. Right. And so, like, he's he's the only cable news guy that would do something like that because he can look at a guy like Jimmy Dore, who's ostracized even by people like the fucking Young Turks, right? And he can look at somebody something like what what a guy like Jimmy Dore has to say and go, yeah, you know, he's a leftist, uh, and I'm not for that, but you know what? What he's saying actually makes sense, and that is that is the thing that Tucker has over. Every other talk, you know why? Because because Tucker is a guy that has a brain, and this is what makes me so mad about. We've talked about this before, but this is somebody. This is something that makes me so mad about somebody like Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow is and has always been way too fucking intelligent for the shit she does. She has absolutely gotten lost in the rhetoric and the power and the bullshit. She is way too smart to do the shit that she pulls every fucking night on her show she fell into the into the bullshit and she's awful she might even be the worst one at this point as far as like primetime cable cable personalities tucker at least has while he's mostly terrible he's found a way to stuck stick to at least some of uh, some of his principles throughout the and and it might only be once a week you see it it might be really, really rare, and then the rest of the week is garbage. But every once in a while, his actual values would come out. And right. that's what makes Tucker a little bit different, I think, than all of the other cable news hosts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, armed with my opinion, said uh, the left rejects Jimmy Dore and Tulsi now, despite the fact that no one on the right claims them. It's an insular cult. You have to follow their na- He's right. You have to either follow their narrative or you know, piss on the pot or get off no that's absolutely right like there are a lot of people out there that call jimmy Dore a fucking a fucking right-wing fascist it's like you are not even paying attention to what or who well, that's jimmy the difference too, like, is a liberal and a leftist you know i don't think there's any true leftist out there calling jimmy Dore a right winger a neoliberal it's, right a neoliberal is yeah. basically right wing anyway so who the fuck cares yeah um, they love so war I, they just want those tanks to be a little bit more gas efficient so I hope going forward, what I hope for is that 
kind of bad Tucker goes away. You know, Fox News Tucker goes away and he he becomes because I um was it it was one of the guys uh on the fifth column. I want to say I want to say it was Welch. I think it was Matt Welch uh who had talked about uh meeting Tucker long ago before the Fox News days and Tucker actually talked him out of voting for George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. You can go listen to the fifth column podcast uh, and, and figure out who I'm talking about, but I believe not it right was now. Matt. That's not right now. After this one. Uh, but <laughs> but it, that is not, that is a podcast we are happy to promote. Um, but like Tucker isn't a fucking moron. He's not, he's not a shill. Right. He's, he's not somebody that I, that I'm in love with, but I, he's, I guess it's so weird because I have hope for him in a weird way, even though I I I haven't been able to stand him for the last 10 years here. Same here. You know, I hope that with the shackles off of having to be a part of a conservative media thing, because you remember back in his day, he was on what MSNBC and in uh, what was that called? Not counterpoints. It was called uh, crossfire. Yeah. Yeah. With his little bow tie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was fun. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So my question for you is, Dan, is mm-hmm. uh, who replaces Tucker? Dude, it's I'm, I'm happy you brought this up because <clears throat> it, it's it's not going to be anything good. It's not yeah. going to be anything good. It's going to be it's going to be who's the turd they had on there from uh, uh, the, their their morning show. Jesse like Waters. A, no, no, no. They're not. Jesse Waters is the is the earlier guy. Oh, Guthrie. I, I, uh, K- Kilmeade. Kill oh, me or whatever I think that was is. the first guy they had on. He is an absolute utter establishment horrible neocon. So I don't think it'll be him. I think it'll be somebody who's got a little bit more of a personality, like you mentioned, a Jesse Waters, who is a fucking moron. Je- <laughs> Jesse Waters is like he's one of those, he's like that guy from he's like that guy in uh like uh the, the, your your college classroom that just thinks he knows everything and always does his hair real nice and then like smirks at you a whole lot. Like you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. That's oh, I, I feel like you're it's a personal attack. No, it's not because my hair is uh, <laughs> uh yeah, Jesse Jesse Waters is a fucking idiot. He had a chance to prove himself when he had a chance to challenge Lindsey Graham about the restrict act and he uh, restrict act and he completely let him off the hook. And it's how you know a person like Jesse Waters isn't an actual journalist, which by the way Tucker Carlson was at one point a real fucking journalist. And mm-hmm. so it's it's going to it's going to be trash. And all it is to me is uh I think all of the cable news stations uh they see the writing on the wall. This is going away. They know that nobody cares. They know that their that their demographic and their viewership is aging, and they're all going to be dead soon. Yeah, and, the and, only and, one that had. Sorry, go ahead. No, all I was going to say is the only people left watching are boomers. Like that's it. Nobody. No, I mean, have you seen the numbers for any of the cable news stations with regards yeah. to like people that are thirty and under? I mean, dude, we're talking about an amount of people that can barely fill a fucking hockey arena in Detroit. The only one that had the key demographic was Tucker. You know, like he had that uh, that lower fan base or whatever. Like it wasn't the majority of his viewership, but like he was actually hitting those numbers for the key demographic. And can we talk for can we talk for just a minute about like the real reason Tucker was was let go? Because I don't think I don't think I don't think we really touched on that. Um, 
So there's there's lots of reports coming out about uh, Tucker's newsroom being like an old boys club. And I look at that and I look at these reports and I go, wow, color me shocked that Tucker Carlson's newsroom was like a men's locker room. I think we lost Bell. Where'd Bell go? I don't know. He'll be back. Uh, You offended his homie, I guess. I don't know. I I guess. Uh, (laughs) Tucker Carlson's newsroom is like a locker room and an old boy, old boys. Do you listen to the things the man says on the air? Like, are you really surprised to hear this? And this, this woman, this woman, uh, Abby Grossberg, who's suing Fox news for, I don't know, whatever the fuck it was, uh, sexual harassment or something like that that took place on Tucker's show. And she's going on MSNBC talk, like giving some like weirdly progressive talking points about how um, Tucker, uh, you should be really careful when you interview Andrew Tate because it's two white men talking about misogynistic stuff. And then gives, gives, uh, gives, gives the network a hard time when they laugh at her over just that comment it's like what what are uh, why are you surprised by this i mean it doesn't make it right and like if she really was treated poorly like she she deserves her 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 uh her winnings from from any trial that takes place but like you tell you telling me that tucker carlson's newsroom is misogynistic is in no way surprised are you surprised by that does that no surprise you in any way no um, so I don't think that's I don't think that's what it is. Um, I don't I think, think what I wouldn't is, be surprised to hear anything sort of like any sort of misogyny shit coming out of Fox. Like the chicks they have, it's always it just to Bill like O'Reilly, a bomb right? smoke show. Every girl they have on there is just a pretty face that can read a teleprompter. Ooh, ooh, they got Laura Ingram, dude. Uh, but they put her at like eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> When everyone's when every, drunk, when everybody's hammered and might think she's a little more attractive, yeah. When everyone's is. drunk before the ugly lights are on, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, they, we saw what happened to Megan Kelly. I yeah, I don't know. It's probably going to be Jesse Peters or Jesse, Jesse Waters, Waters. I mean, Jesse I, I, Waters. Like, I look at I look at this 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 whole scenario, and to me, this is what it looks like. Um, I did I did uh, listen to a little bit of uh, Crystal and Sager today. And allegedly, Crystal has a little bit of of in the know uh, inside the business because she did used to work at MSNBC. And I'm paraphrasing this because I don't have it in front of me. This isn't exactly what Crystal said, but it was something to the effect of uh, Rupert Murdoch made the call on his own because Tucker was getting too big for his britches. And so I heard you that what, too. Yeah. Let me tell. But let me tell you why that makes sense. He did the same thing to Megyn Kelly. He did the same thing to Glenn Beck, right? All these guys, all these girls and guys, they got a little too big for their britches. Nobody's bigger than Fox News. And he was looking for an excuse and a reason to let him go. And the Dominion lawsuit. And now this, this sexual harassment lawsuit is, is a, is a spot where, okay, now I have an excuse to, to, to send Tucker back in. That's what I think is going on. Sounds about right. That's my opinion, based off of what I heard from from Crystal and Sager and and a few other outlets. This is because just remember, like all of these different media outlets, whether they lean left or right, it's a giant dick swinging contest. 
there's just as much politics that are happening in these corporations as there is out out on the uh, Capitol Hill. And if you step on too many toes and uh, try to throw too much weight around, people don't like you rocking the boat. So they're going to just get out of here. That's and that's what Tucker did. And armed with my opinions, made a great point. It's in here somewhere. Um, here it is. Uh, ah, my sweet summer child, you think Maddow isn't going, <laughs> is it doing what, what she's paid to do? She's a show for the establishment. That's not the one I wanted. <laughs> uh, oh, here it is. Here it is. This is what I wanted. Uh, uh, whether you like him or not, Tucker was one of the few, maybe only people in the mainstream media who would challenge the establishment. And I agree with that to an extent. He didn't do that most of the time. But he would sprinkle that in in ways that uh, no other host will. No other host will 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 even even if even if Tucker only challenged the establishment two to three percent of the time, that's two to three percent of the time more than any of these other fucking talking heads. Yeah, and you know that based on Jesse Waters not asking Lindsey not challenging Lindsey Graham on the fucking Restrict Act. Yeah, I know that. What a what a, and a swing and a miss. Yeah, we I, we don't have that. I should have pulled that up, but we don't have it. But it's okay. You can find it. Look up look up Jesse Waters. Not now, but when the show's over, uh, Jesse Waters Lindsey Graham Restrict Act. I'm sure you'll uh, you'll see what we're talking about. Uh, we already we already talked about uh, Don Lamon. Uh, what about Twitter Blue, Corey? Twitter so Blue. This is this is actually something that I just really haven't. Follow it all. Just another another tactic. Elon is now using it to just troll people, it seems. Ooh, that's all you get out of it. Okay. All right. So we'll make this a short topic. Uh Twitter Blue finally launched, I think, late last week. They gained, I think, uh, 28 more subscribers. <laughs> 28 <laughs> more of the millions or whatever. Yeah. Uh yeah. People uh, out of people that didn't already uh subscribe. And there's all this talk about, you know, uh I think Bell gave them all to us yesterday. Bell, what were they? They were Stephen King, LeBron James, um, a few other celebs. Uh, really, those are the important ones. Like, just yeah. anyone who didn't want one got one. <laughs> so lots of lots of celebrities that it. didn't pay for this that ke- kind of kept their blue check. And Elon came out and said that he had he had paid for them. Uh, there's no real explanation for that because sometimes Elon doesn't say the best things, but this really is, and I, this really is kind of turning out to be a little bit of a disaster uh, because the blue check for one now is it's instead of being a status symbol, which is what it was before. It's now like a scarlet letter. <laughs> if you yeah. have one, you're a piece of shit right winger that loves Elon Musk. And so there's no reason there's no like we haven't paid for it here at Libservative, and I don't think we will. I don't think we're going to waste eight dollars a month. We have such a small impact on Twitter. I barely use it. You barely use it. We're more or less on Facebook, Instagram and uh, TikTok. Wow. Way to give a way to give away our our ineptitude. We, I just don't know. Are you, I mean, if, I mean, we would easily be able to gain a bunch of followers if we actually interacted. But when's the last time you interacted on Twitter? It's hard. I just read through it. It's really hard to. To, to bother with it. But the, the number one concern, and this is a legitimate concern, is that so like, okay, say, say, so, and I'm, I'm going to give somebody an idea now. Uh, so say somebody goes through and, and so we're at Libservative pod, somebody goes at Libservative underscore pod and pays to be to get a blue check. And now our show 
has an imposter that's verified for our show. Have at it, you know. <laughs> but you you can see why on, on a global scale that's a fucking problem. Yeah, because people were doing it with like Exxon Mobil. Like, didn't someone do it with Exxon Mobil? And then something uh, like that. Yeah, it's happening all over the place. Oh no, no, it happened with uh oh fuck, what company was it? It was the the insulin company. Someone bought it and paid for the check to make their name the uh the insulin company and then said that they're going to lower all the prices to $10 or something like that. <laughs> you remember that story? Yes. No, th- th- that's, that's what, the that's what of- made them lower their prices to 35. That's the kind of stuff that's going to happen. So what, so what's like, stuff? Oh, Oh no drug company. Like, Oh no. You mean if blue check marks Dan are made that, uh, uh the, uh, pharmaceutical companies got to lower their prices. <laughs> I you changed it. my okay. mind. I'm, all, I'm right. all for blue check marks now. <laughs> Uh, I'm all was, in. That was the opposite of what I was going for. Uh, I don't. Yeah, like okay. So no, there's a good. That, that's a good point because so like the chaos that's coming out of this might actually be a good thing and might actually be fun. And it and and, and Elon might profit off of it because forty thousand people are going to fucking try and troll Exxon Mobil by making themselves verified as a phony account. And then ExxonMobil is going to go, well, I guess we got to pay the eight bucks a month now. <laughs> yeah, Elon knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, And I think that's just another example of, like, the internet's just not fucking real. We've known this. We like, we're, like, at this point, we're the generation that grew up with it. We knew it wasn't real. We knew it was all shitposting. And then all of a sudden, it just be, kind of became real. Shit posting and porn. Yeah. And, and then the it became real. Gone. It's weird. And then I think everyone who didn't realize it wasn't real in the beginning are finally starting to realize, hopefully, that the internet isn't real. It's a whole different sphere. That's the point. Well, it's real. Remember the Brad Paisley song, I'm So Much Cooler Online? Yeah. I do. I love that song. And it, what's the interesting part is Jason Alexander is in that music video and he's like, I'm getting off Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking George Costanza is one of the people that's like, oh, I'm getting off Twitter. because Honestly, of all the people I'd expect to get off Twitter, it would be George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> well, but not for that reason. <laughs> It'd be because people are like disliking his stuff or something like that. We could write a Seinfeld episode on it. Oh, we could. George! The internet isn't real. Uh, what do you mean it's not real? It's real to me. <laughs> I'm making it real, baby. <laughs> uh, anyway, Twitter Blue launches. It, it's uh, it's off to a, an awful start. But well, I mean, you know, Corey's kind of changed my mind a little bit. It might be fun to see the chaos. Let's I mean, keep an eye. Nothing but apparently positive effects. People Let's fucking keep- over corporations. And I know corporations are people. And they have feelings. Okay, so here's the problem, though. Corporations are one thing, but what about when it becomes what? What about when it becomes dangerously political? Right. So, like, what if somebody? So, say there's an up and coming political figure on the on Republicans or Democrats doesn't matter. Up and coming political figure, and all of a sudden, somebody verifies themselves for them. And <laughs> oh no, are you saying that Biden, a fake Biden account, may come up and drop Not a bunch Biden. of racial? He's no, already- no, listen, <laughs> I got a good bit here. Okay, go for it. 
some fake Biden account comes out and makes a bunch of racial slurs and everyone believes it's the real Biden because they're like, oh, well, you know, he might say that. Well, that one kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you understand what I'm saying. Like the smaller people out there that like, like, honestly, like, like us, us, us trying to make a name for ourselves. Like if somebody just heard our show and hated people trying us, to paywall us. And they could they could they could go out and create a a, a blue check for themselves and, and make us look like assholes. I mean, we we could obviously fight it. I think there are ways around it to prove that it's not us. But it's just like that's just a headache. Is that a headache you want to go through? It's not a headache I want to go through. If they're given a bunch of clout and we're getting the fucking trickle down from it, have at it. Is any of our listeners you want to go pay the eight bucks to make a libservative Twitter with a blue check mark? I, I I don't know. I have no uh I could see if you have something at stake. Using us as the example, I think to me personally, it's just like, eh, whatever. I could see someone I could see it really fucking with someone's livelihood and their life if it was like someone else, but Yeah, so uh, okay, so maybe us is a bad example. But like maybe it's a maybe it's a contractor out there. Just some contractor on Twitter. Yeah, some they, small they, 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 they did you they they you feel like they did a bad job for you you go out and you make an imposter account obviously this is all super anecdotal how often will this happen i don't know but it's a possibility so i don't know but you, you've kind of talked me out of it this might actually be a good thing Corey talks me out of something every week now this is two weeks in a row hmm. Corey's uh Corey's changed my mind it's, it's i'm just yeah it's just something that's just meh <laughs> yeah. we'll see you where know. it goes we'll see where it goes it might be fun i can i can oh no people on the internet are gonna say things yeah <laughs> say, but say things pretending to be somebody they're not That's... i'm more i'm more upset seeing the whole uh proverbial town square kind of losing its luster but i mean tiktok has taken its place so i'm not like <laughs> tossing and turning in bed at night going oh my god this platform i barely use <laughs> I would like to let the people know that Bell just let us know in the private chat that he's going to take a leak right now. He's going to go. Actually, he said, so, I'm going to go pee real quick. If we wait just a second, we'll be talking right when Bell's dick is out. Wait, now, what? <laughs> Bell's penis is exposed to the world right now. Off screen. For some reason, Off he brought screen. his. For some reason, you know, now we don't have him in the show, but for some fucking weird reason, he brought his camera with him, and he's <laughs> in the bathroom right now. <laughs> let's just let's just throw his screen up there. There he is. <laughs> look at look at Bell. For the, for the <laughs> listeners at home, we were looking at Bell's wall because he's not. <laughs> the painting of listen. our logo and a mushroom, and a guy with a beard. I wonder who that is. You know who that is. <laughs> I have, I have full, oh, you you got rid of it. I was I was going full screen to see who it was. No, you know you know who that is. He's a friend of yours. Uh, anyway, where do the we pictures? go next? Yes, trust me. Just we'll talk about this later. Uh, did you? Do, do, is there any more? Oh yeah, we have the uh, the the Jeff Shell fired for impropriety at at NBC. I don't I don't really have a whole lot on this. Do That's you? Your favorite word, this? isn't it? Impropriety, impropriety. Then you say last night, you're like, I love that word. <laughs> There's Bell. He was listening the whole time. We talked about him. 
He's back. All right. So, Corey. There's a strong stream. He's going to show you the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Schwartz. It's it, it no. is it is a it is a drawn picture. I thought he was about to tear it. Uh, it is a drawn picture from from Bell's Lady of the of the gentleman who designed our uh, latest logo update. Oh, that yes. was nice of her. It took him way less <laughs> to take a photo than it did for her to draw. He's supposed to come <laughs> get it. She, she spent three hours shading his upper lip. <laughs> no, it was his beard. Look at that thing. <laughs> That's a dope ass picture though. She did a damn good job. Right? You want uh, her to do one of you? Sure. She's gonna I do love, one for us. I we'll love my one. uh I love my ego being stroked. Look at this. My kid did this one for us. Isn't that beautiful? Nice libservative logo. Can she make she's my gonna, beard a little bit bigger and my arms a little bit bulgier? She's gonna my, do like a Medusa with your a beard. Bit thicker. Yeah, make me like yeah. six two. Listen, listen. It's gonna be your your beard like Medusa, but just all penises, black penises, because <laughs> this is what you want. Can it be like super? Can it be like I didn't know I wanted it. I do now. <laughs> it's gonna be super bad quality penises, though. Nice. No, veiny. they'll be great. No, they're gonna be great quality. <laughs> that's that's her Everything... specialty, Dan. <laughs> quality is her specialty, Dan. This will be great. We're gonna Kowalski, do Kowalski quality. Uh, <laughs> anybody outside of Detroit <laughs> won't understand that reference, but here we are. Uh, hey Dan, <laughs> it's primary season. It's primary. <laughs> it is primary season. <laughs> wow, we have the worst segues in the history of all shows. Like, well, that was a good one until you brought it up. Embrace fucking it. Dis- fucking disaster. <laughs> I gotta look where I am in my notes. Hang on. Here we go. Biden officially running again, as if anybody should be surprised. And just in case anybody's wondering, by January of 2029, if Joe Biden is reelected and obviously doesn't come back in 2029, uh, he will be, I believe, 89 years old. Is it 2029? You mean 2024? No, no, no. If he wins again and gets another term, by the time that term is over, term is over in January of 2029, he will be, eight, was it 87? Oh, fuck, eight, you're right. It is. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. 89 years old. Bell will find it. Uh, he'll be old as fuck. And we just talked last week about the, uh, the what? who's the broad from, from California, the old lady. Feinstein. I already forgot. Feinstein, Diane Feinstein. She started losing her faculties at 85. That was noticeable. And Joe Biden's already starting to lose his faculties. So that will be really, really fun. It's primary season. And the mainstream media is already making you think that it's going to be a boring presidential primary. And history will tell us that that's true because generally incumbents don't have problems. Yeah, they However, don't there because is they one. don't hold debates. <laughs> they don't even hold debates. And that's ridiculous. But we Why have guys in darkness, Dan. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. throwing his hat in the ring for the Democratic primary 
Uh, and we also have uh, what's her nuts? Who's uh, Marianne Williamson? Marianne Williamson. Yeah, she's she's dead. Um, you sure? <laughs> not literally. Uh, <laughs> RFK Jr. to me is 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 interesting, and the reason he's interesting is because he is remarkably anti-establishment. His name is Kennedy. He and real Kennedy, not like I married a Kennedy and now I'm a Kennedy kind of thing. But like he's fucking RFK's fucking son, uh, like an actual Kennedy. And Kennedys have always had a uh, air of being anti-establishment. And you don't think RFK Jr. knows who the fuck killed his dad and his uncle? You know, it's funny. I saw a uh, when he was talking about his presidential run, he was saying how like the biggest hurdle he's faced that he's overcome is his wife giving him the green light to do it. And then like, the second question that journalist asked him, which is kind of weird, but interesting. He goes, uh, well, are you concerned for your safety? And he said, I'm not that worried about my safety. But yeah, that's just like, that's in the back of everyone's mind that the Kennedys are just run through the dirt because they're anti-establishment or anti-establishment. And uh, no, they're murdered. They're murdered yeah. by the feds because they're anti-establishment. Allegedly. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I I say, Corey Walsh, fuck you for saying that thing. Is that JFK or RFK? That that was my best JFK. Because that wasn't Junior. No, that was my best. That was my best uh, Jack Kennedy impression. Uh, So my first... (laughs) So my first take. I am in heaven rooting for my great wonderful nephew to be the next president of the United States of America. Did I do an okay job? Is that an okay, Kennedy? I think so. Yeah, it's passable. Bell said that's a good impression. You passed Bell's smell test. All right. Um. So what I find interesting is like the first thing that they're trying to dog him on is the fact that he's anti-vax and not like a neo anti-vax 2019 COVID. He's been anti-vax for a while. Yeah. Which whatever, I haven't seen him say anything that he's like, I'm anti-vax and all of you should be too. He's just personally anti-vax. I don't give a shit about your personal opinions, but what I found interesting was, uh, AP news immediately came out with a headline. And it is anti-vaccine activist Robert Kennedy Jr. announces run for presidency. And then after they did that, or no, anti-vaccine activist RFK Jr. challenging Biden in 2024. So AP News came out with that article. And then The Hill, CBS News, The Guardian, all made this like, published the same article with the same fucking headline and the same fucking verbatim article within it. And I just find that interesting of how you can see how narratives are pushed on the American people because it's peddled from a million outlets of the same fucking thing. Never mind that he's a, uh, you know, an anti-war super environmentalist talking about the middle class anti-china all of these different things it's he's an anti-vaxxer 
because in our country right now, an anti yeah, they're they're pushing him into negative light. They're trying to make him seem illegitimate, like he's crazy. You You see, you see what they're doing here. Never mind the fact that we have more choices, right? Which is what you and I advocate for. It's what uh, our boys over at the Forward Party of Michigan, uh, 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 Michael and uh, who's the other guy? Sorry, he's slipping my mind. Kumar uh, are, are pushing for. Never mind what Andrew Yang's pushing for. Even the libertarians in a lot of cases are pushing for. Never mind more choice. We have to squash anybody that's a challenge to Joe Biden. Not just the Democratic Party. I can understand the Democratic Party doing that on their own. I, that that makes sense to me, right? They already have their guy. He's already the president. He's already got a, a you know, obviously a decent chance to beat Trump, right? Because he's already done it once. But like for all of these outlets to go along with that and just go, he's an anti-vaxxer. Like that's going to be the thing. It's like what they did to Bernie Sanders, and it's is particularly in 2020. Of like, look at all these Bernie bros. Uh, Bernie's a misogynist. Bernie's, you know, this all yep. of these. These these ridiculous things that they put out that have some semblance of truth, right? Because Bernie Bros were real; they were kind of annoying, but like didn't really have anything to do with the substantive the substantive uh, area of Bernie's message. They're going to do the same thing to uh, to RFK Jr. It's all going to mm-hmm. be about the fact that he's an anti-vaxxer. And look, me personally, I look at RFK and his stance on vaccines. And I'm not talking about just the COVID vaccine, right? But like all vaccines. And I think he's a little loopy. I do. However, if that's the only thing that I look at RFK and say, I don't agree with you on that. Is that going to make me not vote for him? No, it's not. I'm going to tell you right here today. On uh, April 26th of 2023, if I have a primary vote coming up this year or uh, 2024, early 2024, and my choices in the Democratic primary are Joe Biden or RFK Jr., I'm 100,000 million percent voting RFK Jr. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now it gets tricky if it's Marion Williamson, RFK, Joe Biden. So, so in our state, like it's, it's, we have a, uh, I know every state is different, but you have to vote based on a party for uh, your primary. You get an open ballot that has both parties on it. You don't have to ask for a democratic ballot or a Republican ballot, but you can only vote in the primaries for one or the other, which I think is fucking stupid. I should be able to vote in the primary for both parties of who I'd like to see. A hundred percent. Open primaries, dude. That's yeah. another thing we're advocating for. Open and, primaries. Uh, Why can't I go out? So, uh, hold that thought, Corey. Why can't you and I go out and vote for the primaries of both fucking parties? Why can't we do that? Why can't we do that? That makes no sense in in any way you look at it. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and so in the primaries, when we have to vote for one part or the other, I'm kind of stuck because... I'm obviously I'm going to vote in the primaries. I always do. I, 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 I'm one of those weirdos that wakes up on that day and gets excited to go fly off to the polls after work and stuff like that. And do I try to get fucking Biden out of there and vote for Marion Williamson and RFK on the democratic ticket just to have someone else other than Biden? Or do I go on the Republican ticket and make sure we get Trump over DeSantis because I don't like either of them, but I would 100,000% prefer a Trump presidency 
over a Biden pre- over a DeSantis presidency. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid question. Right? That's <laughs> a good question. I, I like, do I shit in one hand or piss in the other? I mean, the piss is going to dry and get off my hands faster, but... Like, why can't I go as as a as a moderate and and vote for both RFK Jr. and I don't know Ron DeSantis or or whoever whoever you go for on the Republican side of the ticket? This doesn't make any sense. I hate it. I hate our primary system more more than I hate our our general election system. It's 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 even worse. First past the post bullshit. That's that's what we got to get rid of. And uh, that kind of put us off on a little bit of a tangent here, but. Uh, I actually have a little bit of hope for what RFK Jr. can do for Joe Biden, or I, I should say against Joe Biden, because I think this is going to be the first election cycle, because let's face it, cable news gained like a little bit of an of a weird uptick in draw just because of Trump. But with Trump, with Trump gone for at least for this primary cycle, right? Or at least for this Democratic primary cycle, you're not going to have that uh, that draw to cable news that you weirdly had when Trump was running in 2016 and then also president for four years. So what you're going to have is you're going to have the establishments, you're going to have CNN, you're going to have MSNBC, you're going to have the New York Times, uh, you're going to have the Washington Post, all. Uh, shitting on RFK Jr. for a little bit. And then what are they going to do, Corey? I'm, I'm going to let you guess. What are they going to do after they've they've shit on him for just a little bit? What do you think What do you think comes next before the primaries? For uh, Biden? or uh, for No, for RFK. For RFK Jr. Oh, after they shit on him in the primaries, and then after he gets nixed from the primaries, they're going to shift it to Trump. No, no, no. Before the primaries... Okay. Before the primaries, they're going to spend a little bit of time shitting on him, and then after they're done with that little month of shitting on him, what are they? Oh, they just do completely ignore him. They're going to fucking ignore him. Ignore him. They're going to not going to bring like him he, on their show. They're going to they're going to pretend like he doesn't exist. But I have faith that that's not going to work this time because I don't think so because he has so many other outlets he can continue. Yeah, you I, got yeah, okay, it. I see what you you're got saying. it. Yeah. You got you got new media. Now, does that mean I think that somehow RFK is going to primary Biden and and Biden's going to lose the nomination? No, I don't think that's going to happen. No, Biden's they insulated the- their primaries to the point yeah. where it's like, well, Biden did good in South Carolina last time. So let's start there. Biden, Biden like, will get the nom- Biden will fuck Idaho. <clears throat> Biden will get the Democratic Iowa. nomination. Idaho. But here's what I'm hoping for. I think what will provide a little bit of reprieve and like, honestly make me feel a little bit better is if RFK can go out and get 10, 15, 20% of the primary vote, I think 20% is maybe 15% might even be asking for too much, but like a solid number of that primary vote, I'm going to look at that and call that a victory. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's, that's something that I'm looking for because then I look at that and I go, okay, Dude, the legacy media is fucking screwed. They're done. Like they're not done yet, but they are. They are dying. They're on their last leg. Yeah, the the media landscape now—it's so decentralized, and that has its own positive and negative connotations to it because it's so much easier to fall into a uh, a little ideological bubble. 
like that far supersedes what the mainstream media had because it's a lot easier with mainstream media to click back and forth on a button to see the two opposite views, which are manufactured, obviously, establishment left, establishment right, to where now it's way easier to fall into a bubble and just have the algorithms feed you your left or right uh, I, you know, opinions because that's what you're interested in. They want to keep you on their platform. But if you're actually out there trying to find in good faith, like find the different opinions, you're going to be able to find, <clears throat> you're going to be able to find interview after interview after interview of all these people that would have been stifled on mainstream media. Does that yeah, make sense? That's no, that, that absolutely makes sense. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. And like, uh, look, I'm going to be rooting for somebody like RFK. I don't think he's going to win, even though I disagree with him on the vaccine stuff. If that's the only thing I disagree with him on, that that's the thing. Like, if you if you are the kind of person that thinks there is some sort of perfect candidate, right? I think about the MAGA people that think that Trump is the end all be all of Jesus like figures. You're an idiot. I think if you I think if you if you think Biden is is somehow a perfect candidate, there's like probably eight people left in America who actually feel that way. But they're out there like you're an idiot. You're you're going to have disagreements even with the the candidate that you most like. And if my only disagreement with RFK Jr. is is the vaccine issue, I will absolutely give him my vote. Uh, yeah, because you know what? He, like I said before, he's not explicitly stating that he's going to just immediately use the government to uh, push for or against on it. Because like me personally, I don't give a flying fuck if you're pro-vaccine and you think everyone sh- I mean, no, actually, that's the drawing line that I'm about to get to. But I don't give a fuck if you're 100% pro-vaccine or 100% anti-vaccine. As long as you don't try to create legislation to force either or on me. 100%. You know what I mean? To where it's like, you could have someone who's like, oh, you, you're, a, you, he could be like, oh, you know, you're a fucking idiot if you get a vaccine or if you don't get a vaccine, but I'm also here to help the working class. My first question would be like, you think I'm an idiot if I don't get a vaccine? but you're not going to force it on me. Right. And he's like, no, it's not about that. I just think you're a fucking idiot, but here I am <laughs> trying to help the middle class. I'm like, all right, that's fine. You could think I'm a fucking idiot, but I'm going to be a fucking idiot that you're advocating for. You know what I mean? Or vice versa. Yeah. Like if someone's hundred percent anti-vaccine, as long as he's like, nope, government isn't going to allow any more vaccines ever. Then it's like, well, fuck you. I don't want you as my president, but if you're yeah, like, it's, well, it's I personally idea, don't like vaccines. Then it's, it's the like, idea oh, that- okay, that's fine. It's the idea that being stupid doesn't necessarily make you a bad person or being ignorant on a subject or a topic doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. And I'm sure RFK has his reasons for being so against vaccines. I'm sure he's got legitimate reasons. Go ahead. He always gets so upset when we're like kind of saying the same thing every single goddamn time. (laughs) Disagree on the vaccine stuff. Oh, you mean the stuff that ended up being true? Yeah, a lot of it was true. Branch Covidians, like you begged the government to shut down. We didn't do that. <laughs> uh, uh, the government has shut down online speech. We are definitely against that. We were about to talk about Matt Taibbi and wanted a, t- <laughs> and wanted a total economic shutdown. No, no, none of us wanted that. Now we're all broke and centered. <laughs> Thanks, pal. I think he's talking to you, Dan. He might be talking to me. Uh, 
I, I have I have huge issues with the COVID vaccine, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about vaccines in general. The yeah. ones that the ones that actually work. He said, read my lips. No new vaxes. <laughs> <laughs> ever? Like ever? Ever like even, again. E- even you know ones what? that work? Shut down that AIDS fucking vaccine that they're working on. Yeah. Shut down trying to fix malaria. No new vaxes. I I'm bet with you, you equalize, equalizing I'm, I'm is probably you. about to vote for Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah, he might be. Only <laughs> because of the vaccine. Yeah. And I'm, voting, <laughs> I, I, I'm voting for Robert F. Kennedy. He goes, fuck the environment. Reason. Fuck the middle class. This guy doesn't like vaxes. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm 100% anti-COVID vax. Like, but... Not all co- not all vaccines are created equal. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, polio worked <laughs> out okay. Mm-hmm. None of us were in an iron lung. My dad was. My dad was born in 40, uh, 46. He was in an iron lung. Your mom was in an iron lung. That's probably <laughs> a good joke if the context was correct. <laughs> uh, shall we move on? This, this is a fun topic. I, I, we're we're going to be keeping an eye on RFK's campaign. And, um, you know, anything, anything that can make the establishment media cringe a little bit. And I'm, and what I'm talking about is just a decent percentage of the vote in the primary. Believe me, I would love for a major upset for the first time in American history. But let's not hold our breath on that. Let's take our wins where they come. Yeah, don't ask. And that would be one of them. Yeah, the Kennedys uh, aren't big fans of actually. I'm. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put that one aside because I'm trying to articulate something to do with shootings and them being against the establishment. Uh well, it's funny because uh, it's actually interesting because uh, equalizing just I think just brought us up to our next topic, which is uh, autocrats trying to send my Taibi to jail. <laughs> you ready for this one? This is all you, Corey. Like I, I know oh a little bit about this, God. but you, you this know, one you know a lot more than me, I watched so the hearing. Over. So I watched the hearing, the original hearing with Michael Schellenberger. And I'm going to take a piss because I feel like you got a lot to say. So give me, give me uh, 45 so, seconds. So I watched the interview or the, uh, the hearing with Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger when they were in there and they were there in, for the, uh, the weaponization of the government, right? And they were in there to talk about the Twitter files where they had just literal facts on paper of how the FBI insulated themselves in the government. Twitter ended up hiring an ex-FBI agent as their lawyer. And all of this stuff and how they were literally shadow banning people and censoring people while it went out in public. They were saying that they weren't doing that. And then so Schellenberger and Taibbi show up to this press conference. And this chick from uh, is it the, Vir- either the Virgin Islands or Puerto Rico, but I think it's the Virgin Islands, to where she doesn't even have a vote on the floor. She's just a representative. For some reason, she's on this panel of this committee. And as soon as they show up and they try to just like talk about how the government is weaponizing uh, or it's politically weaponizing themselves. You got something to say about talking about Stacey Plaskett? Just Stacey yep, Plaskett. Stacey Plaskett. Yeah. I That's mean, uh, no, there was Wasserman Schultz and uh, there was another one who was also doing this shit. But Plaskett was out there for clout trying to get her shit, you know, like get her little 
two minutes of fame on different little clips on Instagram and TikTok and whatever. She uh, was on there calling them so-called journalists, even though Matt Taibbi's won Pulitzer Prizes and all this shit. And uh, they're trying to run them through the ringer. So Matt Taibbi, at some point, accidentally mentioned the CIS, not the CISA. And he just he basically just mispronounced one of the alphabet agencies because there's a shit ton to try to remember. And uh, he said that. And so now she, yeah, so now she is trying to come out and say that Taibi had a had perjury with a handful of errors that he that was made during the publication of the Twitter files. And these mistakes caught the attention of oh no, nope, that's not it. But uh Plaskett notes that providing false testimony to Congress is punishable by up to five years in pri- imprisonment. So basically she's saying that he lied under oath so he should be put in jail. And I have a line right here from this Reason magazine uh article that i read about this and it says Dem- that the title of the article by robbie suave is democrats threaten matt taibbi with jail time over twitter files des- testimony and it talks about how she is now trying to uh, get him arrested a journalist arrested in a country where free press is supposed to be you know yeah the the, fr- the one word free and she mm-hmm. uh the article ends with this right here and I thought it was just the most profound statement that I think needs to be said again and again and again. There's a profound irony here. Plaskett's likely agenda during the, now uh, this is my subtext context during the whole hearing was to undermine the work of the subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government. And the manner in which she chose to do this was to threaten a journalist with jail time weaponization indeed and what i find absolutely insane about this is the fact that she was sitting there trying to pound her fist saying that the government is not weaponizing anything against people who have different ideologies or are saying different things but then threatening to use the government's long arm of the law to jail a journalist for perjury because he got the the acronyms of one for for a for a verbal slip up that he actually corrected afterwards on Twitter. Yeah. For a for a so there's no weaponization going on, but if you actually question our weaponization, you're going to jail, buddy. Straight to jail. Yeah, so here's here's the 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 fucking terrifying precedent. It, obviously, Matt, Matt Taibbi's not going to jail. No. Uh, but if but if there were a scenario where they could actually pull this off and send him to jail for this, now we're talking about verbal uh, missteps yeah. being considered lies and perjury. Uh, yeah, just the the uh, the idea of America is dead. The idea that the founding fathers created is dead. Wow, Corey, that seems that seems hyperbolic, but I think you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> if they actually i mean i mean look how they're going after it uh assange but do you not but that's the thing is like do you not see what's happening what's going on <laughs> i don't know bell's just coming in and out of the video <laughs> anyway 
but like, do you not see what's going on here? Do you do you not see that like Matt Saibi is fucking everything that God damn it that America was founded on? Like, hey, Bell, what's we, up? We Why are is designing. I don't know, but we're good now. We we are designed to be and always question the government, always question the powers that be, and that is all Matt Taibbi is doing. That's all he's ever done. That is what he. That is why he so accurately represents his his journalistic idol, which is who Corey Walsh, Hunter S. Thompson. Yep. Like this is this is this is a man that that should be regarded as Edward Snowden is or should be as Julian Assange should be Chelsea fucking Manning um, um, Chelsea Man- American fucking heroes questioning speaking truth to power but uh he gave the wrong he gave the wrong acronym for the wrong agency during high pressure testimony Right and okay, so now he's he's oh, now he's guilty of perjury. Do you not see what they're doing here? They're obviously what they are doing is working as as a as 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 the 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 high powered establishment to bring down somebody who threatens the fucking establishment. I don't I don't understand how that can be any any more obvious. Yeah, it's just. It's fucking gross, you know. Like Corey, I like to Corey, use. Do that you word. love? Do you love Matt Taibbi? I do love Matt Taibbi. I've read a few of his books. His book Hate Inc. is wonderful. Great, great book. Great book. Yeah. I recommend it to everyone. Griftopia is good. Uh, dying. Uh, what is it called? Uh, dying elephants. Something like that. Like books just shitting on the fucking right. <laughs> like he has all these published books doing this. Matt Taibbi hasn't changed. It's the base that used to support him that did. Uh, Equalizing's got another good comment. Uh, why is it that why why is the crowd that calls everything fascist mostly silent on this or cheering on uh, Taibbi's uh, persecution? I- I'll answer that okay. question for you, Equalizing, okay. because people don't realize what fascism is. Like that's that's the bottom line. They they use they, that is a term that is used to uh, perpetuate your own ideology nobody actually realizes what it is nobody understands what it is if you like if you ask somebody without using google so any any anybody that calls say like i don't even we'll use the the worst example right we'll use donald trump anybody that calls donald trump a fascist if you ask that person without using google define the word fascism they wouldn't be able to do it they don't know what it means nobody knows what it means it's just a word that you use to say that somebody's bad essentially yeah. is what it is you nobody those same people couldn't explain to you why Mussolini was bad oh or yeah why he was bad they just know oh yeah, yeah I'll tell you why I'll tell you why Bell. He's a fascist no because he was friends he was with Hitler he's friends with Hitler so that's what makes it right bad. no they, they don't know how he came to power they don't know any of that they don't realize that Hitler actually admired him and that was yeah, real like that, fascism. That Mussolini came first, right? And then Hitler was like, "I really like this guy." Let's I got an answer for that question too. Yeah. Uh, why is the crowd that calls everything fascist mostly silent on this or cheering on Taibbi's persecution? It's because everyone, like both sides, they actually they do love fascism. They just love their fascism, their fascism, their censorship. Yeah, 
They don't want the other side's fascism. They want their fascism. And this fascism of trying to jail a fucking journalist fits their narrative how they how they see it being against the other fascism. Matt Taibbi's not going to jail. Everybody calm down. He's not going to jail. He's gonna be fine. But like just the even the idea of Dude, putting that it, out so there. It's it's scary, it's, you know, because words yeah, do it's matter. Fair. It's not fun. I I'm yeah. a free speech absolutist, but words do matter because they do put energy and they put stuff into the ether that puts thoughts in other people's brains. And the idea of deciding to just fucking jail a journalist because they got an acronym wrong, or even fucking Pelosi talking about not well, who was it? It wasn't Trump. It was and it was either Trump or uh Trucheau or whatever that guy's name is who leaked those documents when she said he'll have or no, I think it was Trump when she says he'll have his day in court. Oh, to Shara, he's talking about the guy who yeah. who was the uh the Discord yeah. guy. When, yeah. When she said they'll have their day in court to prove their innocence. No, it's like, no, that's not fuck how this you. Works, bitch. You know better, you dumb broad, that fucking the Constitution states you're innocent of proven guilty, and you've been the goddamn head of the House of Representatives for however long. Yeah, you, you there's you do not prove your fucking innocence. No, you that's not no, how this works. It's up to the state to prove that you're guilty. Yep, absolutely. By the way, she's got great tits. Uh <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Oh man. Uh look, there's there's no no reason for for Matt Taibbi to go to prison. He's going to be fine. Everybody, you, you can probably calm down. But I don't like the idea of even putting this idea in the ether. Yeah. Of that you you could just because because you don't like him because he fucking called you out as being this. Because now that it's been be, said, it because be why? Said because he because he's Hunter S. Thompson two point and he's fucking fantastic. Doing no, I wouldn't call him Hunter S. Thompson two point I would call. I mean, him I maybe would. maybe Hunter S. Thompson Redux. But there's who's, no who's, way. I was going to say, who's, as good who's, as he is, and as much as I love Matt Taibbi, he does not hold a candle to Hunter S. Thompson. Well, that man is a god, and you put respect on that name. Jesus Christ. Don't ever compare anybody to Hunter S. Thompson again in front of Corey Walsh. I got some of his whiskey out here. <laughs> who's closer than Matt Taibbi? <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I got real heated there, but no, Hunter S. Thompson was a man of his own. He's the one that created Gonzo Journalism. He was able to spend time and like he's one of the reasons why they don't just allow any journalists to follow Nick like presidents around anymore. He's he's a pristine figure. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna share one more comment from equalizing. He, he, he's I'm against jailing journalists, period. But can we make an exception for Brian Stelter? <laughs> uh just just let us have this one. Come on. No, I'm not for putting Brian Stelter in jail. <laughs> Good day to you fellow intellectual idiots. If you're this far into the show, we're guessing that you probably like it. So we'd just like to ask you to hit pause and on whatever platform you're listening, just leave us a quick review. It really does help us grow and gives us an opportunity to bring you even more great content in the future. And we'd also like to ask you to just press that share button and just send this episode to one friend that you think might be interested in our line of conversation. The best way for podcasts to grow in the sea of millions of podcasts really is through word of mouth. So every little bit helps, and we appreciate you all. So let's get back to the show. He's he's a fucking idiot, <laughs> and I like him. I like him. I like how he uh, just publicly humiliates himself. 
Yeah. Oh, he does I it like to himself. That no, we don't. You don't need to put Brian Stelter in jail. He's already fucking alienated himself to every. He's he's killed his own career. We don't need to put him in jail. He's already he's already fucked himself. So he so uh, equalizing also just said, uh, "You guys don't get it." To share uh, shared edgy memes. Anything in those leaks is now invalid. It must be fried. And it's funny because we actually talked about that in the last episode. I know you didn't make it, but uh, how the, the the weird thing that uh, all the news media outlets were just trying to figure out who he was before they found out who he was versus actually talking about the context of the leaks. Right. Yeah, absolutely. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, uh, he's just a, a shit poster. Bro. He's a bro that was just trying to share share shit with his with his with his friends. His Minecraft cool. friends. Yeah, it's like he was like he was he was trying to get laid by his online community. Isn't that funny? Like how when we were kids, like that's what we were trying to do. We were trying to get laid, and now people are fucking leaking documents just to get laid. Like, <laughs> from, from people on fucking on fucking Discord. I was lying about shit. Like yeah, like I you know I've, I can, I got an eight inch dick. What's up? I, I get bet I. I could bench press 335. I was literally 115 pounds soaking wet. But <laughs> <laughs> now they're just trying to get likes from their buddies on a Minecraft Discord or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Guys, please God, no, for real. I'm serious. I work for the government. Uh, anyway, what's what, what, I feel like we missed something. Brianna Taylor. Yes. Oh, we the, don't even uh, have a... We don't have a banner for it. No, we don't. We can we can we can just pull this one down. Uh so this is more yours and Bell's story. Mostly probably mostly Bell's. Maybe we can bring him in since we've completely alienated him from this episode. Uh, <laughs> uh Brianna Taylor's killer has been rehired by a jurisdiction that I what from what I understand is not far from the uh, original jurisdiction from which he killed uh, Breonna Taylor. So we're talking about... So when you have people that are pissed at cops and, and the way we police in this country, this is a grand example for why they're pissed. A guy is able to roll in. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Corey, you know about this story more than me. Breonna Taylor was killed in an incident where... Police officers executed a warrant at a no knock warrant, no knock warrant at the wrong apartment and killed her in her sleep. Is that did I get that right? Yeah, I can't remember if it was the wrong apartment or not, but they were looking for the guy who wasn't there. Wrong person. Okay, maybe not the wrong apartment, but and it was. And so what's what's shrouded in this case that everyone seems to forget, which is really pisses me off about it more is the boyfriend that was in that house, these cops kicked in the door, didn't announce who they were, and and they could say they did, but none of them had their fucking body cams on, so we don't know. But they kicked in the door, and as any of us would do as American citizens, exercising our Second Amendment right when someone kicks in your door, you're going to get some bullets thrown at you. Mm. And... The boyfriend shot one of the cops and he did not get charged with it because he was defending his domicile. Mm-hmm. But one of these cops stray bullets didn't even hit the guy shooting at them. It went through a wall and killed Brianna Taylor in her sleep. And now he has a job as a cop at a sheriff's department 
just uh, about an hour north of this of Louisville, which is where that warrant was when no knock warrant was executed. Yeah. What you got, Bell? I know. I you know, know why people are rioting in the fucking streets. It's yeah, because gonna, of bullshit gonna, like this. We're gonna bring Bell in because he he cares a lot about this one. He's the one who brought this up in our show meeting last night. So go for it, buddy. All right. So his name is Miles Cosgrove. Okay, he's a former Louisville Fuck police Miles officer. Cosgrove. Shot. He's the one that shot and killed Brian Taylor in March of 2020. All right. So recently. Um, what is it? The Carroll County Sheriff's Office. They hired him. They're about an hour drive northeast of Louisville, like Corey said. Um, the chief of that police force said that, quote unquote, we think he will help reduce the flow of drugs in our area and reduce property crimes. We felt well, like I'm he sure was he a will. good candidate to help us in our county. Bro. There are a lot of people in this country that are willing to be decent police officers. You do not need to hire this dude. Okay. So can I, can I play? Okay. I, I'm going to sound like an asshole here. Can I play devil's advocate for just a minute? Yes, please. No. And you, and you, you can tell me I'm, 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 I got the wrong idea, but this idea just came to my head. So if he's the guy, what what was his rank when they when they in, in, when they invaded Brianna Taylor's uh, uh, apartment? And so it, it like I guess what I would say is like was he just a fucking up. patsy who was rolling in and heard shots fired and then fired shots and missed and like this was a complete accident? Is it really because it doesn't it doesn't and obviously does it really it obviously matter, it doesn't. Though? No, it, it it doesn't in the grand scheme, but it does for the individual, right? So, like, it still makes the act wrong that they that they execute a no knock warrant. But like, is he just a guy on a team that's just like, well, I'm just doing my job and following my superior's orders? Yeah. So that's exactly uh, what happened. No, Miller, the Miller, feel Miller that. who Miller, right, Corey, who is the uh, the sheriff or whatever, told. So right now I'm on CBS News. He told WLKY his department also took into consideration that Cosgrove was executing the warrant as ordered during the raid on Taylor's apartment. Dan, he was just Absolutely. following orders. It's, that's all it is. I mean, yeah, it sucks someone died, but he's just just following orders. No, I get it, but like that uh, to me. So here's so here's my point. It speaks. He doesn't know better. To, what? Yeah, basically, yes. Like what? What I'm saying is, I'm like, really he, glad that we have people that, that upholding our law that just don't know better. <laughs> so that's you're actually getting at what I'm trying to say, which is that it has more to do with the way we police in this country than it does with the individuals uh, taking the action. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, could you see a scenario where he was kind of an innocent bystander who fucking pulled the trigger, just pulled the trigger because he felt like he was supposed to because he heard shots fired? And and it's more of an institutional issue than it is with him as a police officer. It, like, like, let's not pretend like he's Derek Chauvin. That's what well, I think you say, because like, if you take Derek him Chauvin. down, then you have to take down every officer involved. And it's a hell of a lot easier just to brush it under the rug than actually hold people accountable. 
And I'm 100% for holding Louisville police and all police forces accountable. But I'm also the kind of person that like still has some sort of like quasi belief that not all cops are horrible human beings. I still think it's bullshit. If I accidentally, even if it was negligent homicide and accidentally killed someone with a forklift at my job, I wouldn't be able to go drive an hour north and get a job at another factory. But you have a great point just in that, because if I, I feel like if I'm a cop, like if I'm the guy who shot that bullet that killed Breonna Taylor, right? If I'm him and I'm just a guy following orders, I'm not a guy who's, who's like perpetuating state nonsense, right? I feel like if I'm that guy and I'm a good person, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to be a cop anymore. Well, and like, would I, you like, or I would you like, not when you no, have I feel the like, entire... But I feel like you as, you as a forklift driver, Corey, if you just ran over somebody on a forklift by mistake because you were doing what you were supposed to do your job, you might consider, I don't think I want to drive a forklift anymore. Don't you think you right. would consider that? Yeah, but the difference is, is the narrative that's being pushed by media all around you. This guy did this. The uh, what's it called? Let me find the exact name for it. Um, the uh, the law enforcement Kentucky law enforcement council voted not to revoke his state peace officer certification. He was found not, like he was found not guilty. When you have all of these people telling you you're not guilty then you're able to use cognitive dissonance in your head to just go, well, maybe it was an accident. Like I, like he's no, probably sleeping, ju- he's sleeping just fine because the environment opinion. around him is telling him he should be to where if I am a fucking arborist and I'm cutting down a tree and I kill one of my coworkers, everyone is going to tell me I'm a fucking idiot and that I should not be on the job site. And I will probably end up in a depressive state for the rest of my life for accidentally killing someone. That's a good point. That's fair. But at the same time, as a police officer, I mean, as a as a forklift driver, sure. Or as like you're driving a semi, you get in an accident, sure. But for whatever reason, police officers feel a duty, right? To kill people? No, sure. I don't know. Whatever it is, <laughs> I just I can't say because I'm not a police officer. But you know what I'm saying. They make movies about the shit. So you got these guys that are in these police forces that feel a duty. They they did something wrong, but like, sure, I still have a duty to do whatever. So I'm gonna go do it somewhere else. Now this just it's just uh this right here is the perfect example of the toxic environment in the community that has devolved around yeah. policing. And yes. it, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's just gross. I don't understand why these guys are held to a higher standard. If a fireman fucked up on his job and let some, let a woman die in her sleep in a house, he wouldn't keep his job. If a paramedic right. fucked up their job, they wouldn't keep their job. Why is it police are held to a higher standard, but under some oath of honor and something of they're a hero when their job statistically is safer than the very arborist I mentioned? It's just it's, word. It's, it's fucked up to oh! the fireman. Yeah, this very subject fires me up, Corey. Man, just no, you're you're, you're you're right. I guess it's just a uh, um the whole the whole culture. 
around it is I hope you guys, and I think you do, because we're buddies, but I I hope you guys realize why I I play devil's advocate. You have to. You have to. No, Uh, you have to. Somebody somebody has to. Uh, And, 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 I'm it's with just, you. I just, I just feel like it's. I've, I now will always feel like it's just more of an institutional problem that. So many that's what guys, I'm getting at right here. So many guys get sucked into. Problem. So like, I don't, I don't look at the guy who killed Brianna Taylor as like a fucking murderer or a criminal. I just don't look at him that way. Sure. I, 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 he, he's. Uh, should he? Is he a guy that maybe? Is he a guy that shouldn't have gotten another policing job? I can definitely see the argument for that. Yeah, because I agree. If you're supposed to be a leader in the community and you're supposed to save people. You're supposed to be able to think for yourself. You know, you're not supposed to just do some uh, weird group think thing and hide behind qualified immunity. I mean, really, and then can... use the same and then use the same fucking verbiage that the Nazis used, and it was like it was just following orders. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Well, you can get into a whole different discussion of it as. Why did they get raided? But you here's here's the whole following oh, orders bullshit. Thing. Let, yeah. Let, let me you know. let me just talk let me just talk about the whole following orders thing. When you hear a guy in the apartment building that you're raiding because you were given orders to do so, what are you gonna do? When you hear shots fired, you're 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 on high alert. And no, you you're right. Shooting, At that point, like you are there was shooting, a ramp you are up returning, to that point. You are returning fire, and you're right. And that's the issue with policing in this country is the fact that it never should have taken place in the goddamn first place. Yeah, there never should have yeah. been a no knock warrant. Yeah. And that's drugs. the thing too is like, like, and you know, and you're absolutely right because all right, let's throw the fuck, let's throw the fucking book at Cosgrove, right? Let's put him in jail for murdering. What does that do to the system itself? Nothing. Not a damn goddamn him, thing. No, He's a scapegoat. You know is is as much as I feel about this subject, I don't throw him in jail. I really don't. At the same time, if you throw him in jail, other cops might think twice. It doesn't matter. You're not. That's not. That does not solve the problem. You could throw any as many cops immunity, as you want in jail. You could throw Derek Chauvin in jail. Solves the problem, right? You throw or Derek Chauvin in jail. You throw this guy in jail. What happens? Another one happens. Another one happens. It. <coughs> It's the institution it's awesome. itself. Yeah, it this really is, is a perfect I, example of when they talk about institutional Would you guys agree with me when I say that this scenario for this police officer is not the same as Derek Chauvin? Yeah, I agree one hundred. It's not the same. It's a little more high, a little more yeah, high energy. Yeah, this didn't take eight minutes and forty six seconds. This all happened in like fifteen seconds, quick flip of a switch. So I don't, I don't think you can. It's to me. I don't think you could just blanket call this man a murderer. I think that's I think that's a little bit hyperbolic. That's what I said. I don't throw this man. Yeah, you comparing him to an Oswald? He's just a patsy. He's not a chauvin. No. He's he's not a man. <laughs> I throw chauvin in jail. I don't throw this. No, guy I in jail. see it. I see him as a guy who 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 took a job as probably a fucking idiot, and heard was trained. And when you hear shots fired, you fire shots back. You know, yeah, I, I won't even. I wouldn't even it's go as far zone. as to say he's a fucking idiot. I won't even go as far as to say that he. I mean, honestly, it's a guy. Maybe he's not an it, idiot. Maybe it, I shouldn't have goes, said that. It goes. It goes back to the whole orders thing. You're following orders. The guy is doing a job. He gets a warrant from a judge. And in the and I was going to make a point earlier. You are trusting these people above 
the cops to make these decisions, right? And that's where a lot of my mistrust comes in from government. You're you're and these are city judges and not like Supreme Court judges. These are local judges that are dealing with local cases. And you're county, them, yeah. Right. I, I look at this and I go I go, who so this this warrant was issued. Corey, you'll remember this because I don't. This warrant was issued over drugs, right? This is drugs. Over a drug dealer that like, yeah. So it's Brianna Taylor's residence. And they assume that the drug dealer might be there. So imagine, just imagine. I think that's what it was. Just just to have, just to have a little bit of perspective. Just imagine. I mean, we're all I'm you guys are both married. I'm gonna be married in October, but just think back to a time when you were dating and you you start dating a girl. And you you invite her to stay at your house for multiple days, or like like you do when you first start dating, right? You stay at her house a little bit. I stay at her. I you you know she stays at your house a little bit. You just meet this girl. Turns out she's a fucking drug dealer. You don't fucking know that. You have no fucking clue that she's that she's violating the law because you've been dating her for a couple of months and you don't live together. You invite her over. She stays at your house. And the cops noticed that she's been staying at this residence for multiple days. And that's the thing, too, is like the guy Plus, that, that was must there be wasn't part of even it. the guy they were after. The guy I wasn't know. even there. <laughs> he was you know a Second saying, Amendment right? citizen. How easy it can be. How easy it can be to get caught up in something like this just because you're sexually attracted to somebody. Yeah, else. How about we uh, end the war on drugs? That would be good. We'd be alive if we ended the war on drugs. How about it? Anyway, we got anything yeah, else to maybe talk about? Yeah, just how about how about this? Just end the war on inanimate objects. Whether it's guns, drugs, terrorism. We didn't talk about the Bud Light. We didn't, we didn't talk about SpaceX, but that's okay. We didn't, no, that's we okay. Didn't. No, 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 no. Let's talk about it. Let's what? talk about it. Bud Light. It's, Bud Light. No, SpaceX. SpaceX. All right, we'll 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 do that one. Let's talk about it. So real quick. So SpaceX launched a rocket a number of days ago. I don't remember what day it was, and it exploded. And wait, hold on, Bell. You can't just say let's talk about it and then. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. SpaceX launched launched a rocket a number of days ago, and uh, it exploded uh, a, a, a decent amount of time through the launch sequence. And everybody who hates Elon Musk, which is basically anybody who thinks Joe Biden has no imperfections, uh, (laughs) is shitting all over it. Because now everybody is a rocket scientist. Isn't that crazy? Now, that's the thing we're on. Everybody's a rocket scientist now. Yeah. These people... What do you mean, these people? Uh, these people <laughs> that you speak people? of, Dan. These people that you speak of, Dan. These rocket scientists. The best thing about it is they didn't read or see what he said before the launch even happened. So that's a great point from... Uh, <laughs> I don't know who, who said this, so I'm <laughs> apologizing in advance. But how... Elon Musk has now made it okay for rockets to explode. 
I think it was Mick. I think I think it was my girl, Corey. I think it was my girl. I think it was Catherine Mankey Ward who said that. Uh, the uh, uh, wonderful editor at Reason Magazine. She because she, she's a uh, a challenger baby, as many Gen Xers are, and it was like every rocket that explodes is is terrifying. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, because the challenger. challenger was terrifying. Uh, but it's relatively normal <laughs> as as we're seeing with Elon here. Yeah, this isn't this first rocket that exploded. It was a test. They launch. sent a fucking skyscraper into the sky and didn't do exactly what they wanted. <laughs> it was a <laughs> test launch and got further through the launch sequence than they expected. Correct? Yeah. That's why in the original audio, when you listen to it unedited, they were cheering the whole time. Even when the when the uh, the detachment didn't work like they wanted, and it was a planned explosion, they were still fucking cheering as the embers fell on them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like they were like, obviously, they're like, well, this one actually went really well. But it's a chance to shit on Elon now. I know. I they just, didn't the think it was going to get to space. They didn't think it was going to reach space. They were it afraid it wouldn't did, right? get or off did? the platform. No, no, no. Listen, so it one of the first space. one of the first comments was like, "It it exploded in the air and not on the platform." Today is a good day. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, they thought they thought that at launch, that it was going to explode. Not only did it exceed expectations, but it like it went so far into space. They're like, "Okay, well, detach the launcher." Because what what previously they had launched the previous okay so the rocket was two pieces right mm-hmm. and one part was basically a shuttle one part was the boost thrusters yeah so they had launched the the first piece previous times they had launched it and then they had landed it multiple times they had never launched it together. This is the first time they launched it together. And the only problem is that they couldn't detach it from the booster. So to launch the biggest rocket to ever be launched into space and exceed expectations. And then they have the only problem be, well, we couldn't detach the boosters. That's an easy fix. I mean, the rocket costs what almost 3 billion, but I mean, really in the long run, this would have took NASA 25 years, like literally yeah, that's, decades. So that's the other thing is the fact that uh, we're used to uh, the government only going into space. We're used to NASA when the stakes were high, when the government can't afford to look bad and have shit go wrong because it hurts the image of the country and things like that. A private company could just keep launching shit into space and see what sticks. <laughs> As long as people are going to keep paying them to do it, they'll just keep fucking doing right. it. Well, everybody's mad about it. Still keep coming in. Right? Is everybody's mad about the subsidies of SpaceX? And it's like, well, you got what? Like I said, so it's two and a half to to two, two and a half billion to launch it into space. Period to build it, and then whatever the you know. So let's say it costs six billion, right? Over how many years are you paying NASA to do the same thing? Even if you're paying NASA a half of $500 million a year, it's going to take them 
like I said, two decades probably, right? If not more. So in the long run, you're paying more money and subsidies at NASA to achieve the same thing over a longer period of time than you are with SpaceX. And I'm cool with that. Great. Bell's a rocket scientist, just like the rest of Twitter at this point. No, I'm not even a rocket scientist. (laughs) You know what I am? I'm interested. And I'm interested to see what's going on out in space. Before I and fucking you, die, man. Come on now. Thing I give Bell and credit for. Be. This guy is a fucking nerd when it comes to space. Him and his, him and his son and all of them. Like I go over there. Oh, dude. Over there you better be careful, stuff. Corey. You better be careful. Sudden, with what? It's a new. It's because it's going to be a new segment. Bell Space oh, no. News. <laughs> Bell Space yeah, News. I'll be the Robinsons, which I will. We'll be over there drinking, and then all of a sudden, Bell is like, "Oh, hold on." One Bell will be sitting there drinking, and all of a sudden, Bell will go, "Oh fuck, that's Saturn." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." And then I'll go back to drinking, and then all of a sudden, Bell runs in the house, and he's coming out with a fucking telescope. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and for the first time I've ever seen fucking rings on Saturn with my naked eye was at Bell's house. That's awesome. Look at him behind him. He's got all the fucking planets and shit. <laughs> and a mushroom and Andy. <laughs> no, no, they, those going? are his three favorite things. <laughs> Dan. It's space Andy, mushrooms and Andy. <laughs> you know what's funny is I want I wanted some art to put on this wall right here. And it's Mariah's like you put like, up Andy. You're like, mm, this is good. No, 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 no. It was <laughs> it was Mariah. She was like. See how long it takes Corey to find out that's Andy. <laughs> oh, this is a whole bit. This is a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a thing. <laughs> Dude, so. what's really funny? It's like before I knew who it was, I think I said, Who's the fat guy in the background? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shall we call it a day, gentlemen? We're an hour and 44 in. Yeah, yes. we're, we're all, all running. We're all rooting for SpaceX. I got to take a leak. Rooting uh, for SpaceX and RFK. That's right. Libsertive hey, Podcast. Libsertive Podcast is found in all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libsertiveshow.com. You can be found, found on Libsertive or found at Libsertive on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at Libsertive Pod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libsertive Pod at Libsertive Podcast. And you can reach out directly at libsertivepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. If you made it this far in the episode, before you go on to your next podcast, give a quick review and share this with a friend. I don't expect you to go on your Facebook and make a whole post about it to show people that you're listening to this garbage, but tell a friend so you have something to talk about on lunch break. This is not garbage and they did listen. What'd you say? (laughs) I said this is not garbage and they did listen. (laughs) Well, to go to the very back to the beginning. No, go through the whole thing. It's all so We the people cannot <laughs> watch this. LOL. And it, yeah. As we, as, as we always say, as we always say, uh, podcasts do spread best through word of mouth. That is actual fact. Uh, anyway, we're long, long in the tooth and this has been libservative as always for bell the body snatcher he has been Corey walsh he's been dan griffin this has been libservative and until next time we are out of here i love you